Welcome to the Launch University Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, Kevin Jennings. Well, welcome to another episode of the Launch University Podcast. My name is Kevin Jennings, and I am proud to be here with my partner, my friend, and and the other mentor on the Launch University team, Jeff Henderson. Hey, Kevin. Where's David and Shane? That's my question. You know what? I have a feeling they're somewhere relaxing. That's 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 the feeling I'm getting <laughs> at right now. At an exotic now. location. <laughs> at an undisclosed <laughs> exotic right. location. That's right. Well, today we are talking about something a little bit different. For many people, um, obviously, we're still not far into 2018, and they're probably spending a lot of their time thinking about New Year's goals and resolutions, um, increasing their earnings, losing weight, um, strengthening their marriage. But one thing I think that you and the guys have helped me discover is the power of rituals. And so we want to talk today about the idea of maybe some New Year's rituals instead of some New Year's goals or resolutions. And um, I wanted to start with from a place of transparency with the audience and our listeners in our community by sharing how I kind of got to become a pain point for me this year. Um, last year, I was stretched really thin, uh, probably probably stretched thinner than I've ever been in, um, in my, my entire life. I had a one-year-old daughter. Um, my, my wife was working uh, part-time, where she was working full-time a year before that. Um, so there was stress on there. My wife was battling postpartum depression, which isn't a secret. We put that on another podcast my wife's been on. Um, you know, and, and then I had Junction 32, which we, we were growing. We had Launch University just getting started, and I wanted, we want, I wanted this to go well. Um, I have a full-time job still where I'm, where I'm you know, a, a marketing director there, and it was a lot. Um, and at the time, I, my wife was begging me to get an assistant, and I was like, we will I'll get one eventually. I promise I will. I'll get one eventually. I have work to do right now, though. And eventually my team said, hey, we need you to get an assistant. Junction 32 struggling without you having an assistant. We need to get an assistant. So they talked to my wife, and then them all, they all together collectively said, you need an assistant. We will help you find one. So I actually hired someone to go out and do the search for me, um, a consultant who helped me find a great person named Kendall and who's been working with me for almost a, almost a, almost a year now. Um, but I've, and she's been great. She's, she's done everything I need her to do to help me and my family. Um, but there's still something that's missing, and, and I don't always feel centered. I don't always feel like I'm connected to God. I feel like I can sometimes be a little bit all over the place because I have so much to get done that I, I when I have that fresh hour, I'm the freshest between 5 a.m. and 11 a.m. So I'm like, this is my golden hour. No one wants me. Like, please, I just got to get this done. And through my research, and really you uh, brought me to um, a life coach here in town, brought me to his workshop, and I had a chance to discover the the power of rituals and then the power of habit the book was given me by as a gift by a friend and i looked up and said i have to get a, a ritual i need i need something that centers me but also allows me to be my best version of myself and makes me feel fulfilled in the, in the right areas um and so i really just want to talk about rituals i feel like you and the guys uh, J- uh david and shane do a great job exemplifying this for me and for others and i wanted to ask you just about your rituals and really the, you know how you felt the impact in your own life, and maybe we can, you and I can share some things we've we've tried or done as we've kind of gone through this process. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great, Kevin. And I think there are two two locations that are fertile ground for rituals, and that's the early morning and the late night. How do you begin a day, and how do you finish a day? Certainly mm-hmm. not saying those are the only two. Sure. But those are two that really help shape the first part of the day, help shape the rest of the day. And then I firmly believe that a great day begins the night before. Hmm. And one of the things I'm working on this year, I think I do a good job 
beginning a day, I want to finish a day. And if I'm not careful, um, we can start just, you know, slipping into watching television or binge watching. And not that there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but over time, I, I haven't heard anyone really take steps from a goal standpoint in life by saying, you know what, I've just binge watched my seventh series on Netflix. <laughs> and anytime I say that to people, they're, they, they, they don't like it, especially if they're binge watching on Netflix. But I would just say, hey, you, what if you did this? What if you binge watched one series and then however long that took, you then translated that for the next few weeks to focus on how can you begin to set goals the night before for what for the day that next day what what does a victory look like for that particular day so one of my goals this year is to have better nighttime rituals Hmm. versus just early morning early early morning rituals so i would ask people what is your current ritual like and if people say well i don't really have one i would say well that's your ritual Mm -hmm. it's just kind of happenstance and you may be listening to this and go well i've got you know young kids and that's part of it and well okay well then maybe the early morning you need to shift to maybe a mid-morning or to uh to uh, a nighttime ritual but don't let the calendar dictate you you know if you have to get up a little earlier that may be part of the part of the ritual uh you know there's, an, there's another podcast the 5 a.m miracle and yeah. so i don't know if it's 5 a.m or not but you may have this year you may have to get up a little bit early or go to bed a little bit earlier that would be a good ritual as well yeah, it, it it's so fascinating to me this whole concept because I mean if you if you Google uh, you know morning rituals for successful people I mean, you're gonna find a lot of great content I mean a lot of I mean Tony Robbins went in depth on his morning, his morning ritual with Tim Ferriss on his podcast and 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 included the the dunk in the cold tank and which I can't do <laughs> yeah I actually read someone saying someone said uh, take a cold shower and so I mean people can't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and I think. But one thing Michael Hyatt said um, that was fascinating to me was he said, you should be asking yourself what you want to feel like when you're done with the ritual. And um, and so I loved that idea. Like, what do you want? What should a ritual be doing for people? So I would ask for you from your perspective, Jeff, what does a ritual do? I want to be inspired and I want my vision to be uplifted versus, you know, degraded or pulled down. Hmm. And that's why I believe mental nutrition is so positive or so important both in the morning and at night. And again, I'm not railing on binge binge watching, but if you, if you watch if you're watching a series and it's you know not the most appealing uh, series or whatever, I, I just I don't know if that's putting your mind in the best mindset before you go to sleep to wake up. And again. When we start talking about our subconscious, I know people think, you know, absolutely, but it's really, really important, and and that's what Napoleon Hill was famous for in Think and Grow Rich is training your subconscious, and I think that's what the rituals do. Wow, is they train your subconscious, which is a powerful thing, and there's the whole process of of thinking, and thinking just is so important. So, are your rituals helping you think more positively, bigger, more inspiring? Because part of our goal as launchers is to is to make sure that we res, we remain inspired. That's what I tell leaders all the time. Here's one of your main goals: you have to remain inspired. Because if you lose the inspiration, it'll flow to your team. Man, that if that's not the truth, I, I'm sure the team at Jump Story Two can attest to that. That there's some moments last year in 2017 where there were some there were some seasons where I felt my inspiration waning, and I could tell it was affecting them. In hindsight, um, and 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 that's a unique thing. You know, one of the things that I know for sure from the power of habit, you know, is that 
and we talk about this a lot from, from other brain research in the elevator pitch as well, is the reality that your energy is finite. And, and that in the day, your, your brain is a lazy processor and your brain is trying to conserve energy to protect you and protect the rest of the system. And a ritual allows you to turn your brain off to, to accomplish something that might be really powerful. And it's not always, oh, I can turn my brain off while I'm driving a car. But essentially, that's the same premise. You understand this in, you know, instinctually when you're driving your vehicle. You can multitask. You can have a phone conversation. You can listen to a great song on the radio, have an in-depth conversation with your spouse or your kids. And you can still be a pretty safe driver because you have done such a great job of getting the 10,000 hours plus of driving a vehicle that you can, you, you can, uh, your brain can do both really powerfully. Um, and so what would that look like to, to have something else that does something else powerfully for you operate in the background as you're going about your day? And drive time is a great example. And you know, as launchers, I know that drive time is often used maybe for conference calls, hopefully not texting, hopefully you're talking on the phone, but, and that's fine. But I would make sure that this year you're leveraging that drive time for inspiration. Absolutely. And, and I'll give you an example, and this may seem really boring. I'm a big sound movie soundtrack guy, you know, wow. uh, like Hans Zimmer is my favorite composer. Oh, wow. And so, but Driving home to my family early when I had young kids, there's this scene in uh, Field of Dreams, which I've never shared this before. I'm so excited. We, so we, we may edit this out. I remember one time I, I, when it. my kids were old enough, I said, we're going to watch Field of Dreams. So halfway through it, they, they turned to me and said, Dad, this is boring. Can we leave? I thought, what in the world? We haven't even gotten to the point where Kevin Costner throws a baseball with his dad. And if I'm ruining the movie, I'm sorry. But you've had... 30 years to watch this movie. But anyway, <laughs> there's that scene in the movie where, the, the, you know, he's throwing the baseball with his dad, this emotional scene. It's family reunited, all this kind of stuff. And I thought, oh, that's awesome. So on part of my drive home, I would listen to that soundtrack before mm-hmm. I came home into back home with young kids running around and all this kind of stuff. Because if you're not careful, that first five or 10 minutes when you get home, if you're married or spouse, it can blow up in an argument before you know it. So what I've wanted to do is to back up and get inspired and go, how do I want this five to 10 to 30 minutes when I re-enter into the family what I would want that to look like? Well, that's a ritual, all right? You just don't walk into it. You go, I'm going to have a ritual, and you may not want to listen to the Field of Dreams music movie soundtrack. That may be goofy, but whatever it is, if you're doing a conference call the whole time, then you get out of your car and you go into the house or whatever, or you reunite with the kids, or you go pick the kids up, or however that works for you. If you haven't had a moment of inspiration, you're not setting yourself and the people in your life up for success. So a ritual this year would be to... to to get inspired on the on the drive home, you know, uh, I was actually um, producing another podcast, um, and f- we were talking to Frank Beeler, a leader here in Atlanta that we yeah, and I both awesome. respect. And Frank was saying how he uses um, he'll he'll use morning drive time for podcast. He'll use an evening drive time for a, a conference call if he needs to have, take one. Um, he has a he has a new thing where he's, he said his family would run out to their garage to greet him a lot, and he'd be wrapping up a call in the garage, and he said he, and he, he saw the, the disappointment on their faces. He says he, he asked them. He said, "Hey, I'm actually this on purpose because I don't want to come into this door on the phone." He said, "If you all wouldn't mind, like I love you all, let me come to you. Like l- allow because I, I hate disappointing you all in that way. So like let's change the ritual up so that Dad can come in and run in the house and hug and, and love on everybody." With, and, and me not have that loose end hanging over all of us. Um, but he even said, hey, I love music, so I'm listening to music 
when I work out. He said, I, 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 I found like I wanted to start giving things buckets so I could give myself the, the opportunity to do things I like doing, which is listen to music, listen to podcasts, etc. Um, but to your point, I think it's really powerful. I stopped listening to anything in the car ride actually last year. Yeah, I remember um, you telling me that. Yeah, and, and it was become my, my most powerful time to think. Yeah. Um, because I really struggled to find the time anywhere else. And, you know, it's a, and I'm a nice little solid, just solid 20, 25 minute commute, not too long. Um, and it's just enough time for me to really process things. But I, but I could be more intentional with how I decompress at the end of the day. The silence is only now used for thinking. And so I'm almost stimulating myself before the it reentry into the house as opposed to maybe something like music or something that will kind of bring me down a level or two, which will probably be pretty helpful for my family. And Frank's one of those guys that we look at him and go, how's he get all that stuff done? Absolutely. So I have a theory about that. And my theory is people like that have strong rituals. Mm -hmm. And if you were to ask people like a Frank, hey, tell me about your rituals, and you've, you've listed some, there, there are these habits, there are these rituals that they have that allow them to get all of this stuff done and more. And I, so I think that's just an interesting theory. The other thing I would say, Kevin, if you were to say, hey, only one ritual, uh, which is probably not a great question, but... Um, yeah, only one ritual. I would say if you could think for 30 minutes a day that if you did that between the first of the year and the end of the year. Wow. And I would say if you're able to think and have a notebook out and just write down your thoughts, I have a feeling that in those 12 months, you would see massive change. We would see massive change in our lives. You know what? You're the first person I've ever heard that said that. Which is really cool. Like, I mean, I, I think everyone, you know, will read a book for 30 minutes a day. And, you know, you're like, no, just be quiet and think for 30 minutes a day. Um, I, one, one thing I've been fascinated with that I haven't found much about online and i love to talk about with you is how people start the work day. I mean, there's a lot of kinds that I think we're contributing to, a, to hopefully some valuable ideas to how people start or end their day. But even starting or ending the work day. I've heard about these kind of rituals, you know, but I haven't seen much out there about how people do that. So I'd love to hear your, how do you start your work day? The, I really believe in getting a workout in. And I just feel like that helps me versus diving into devotion or reading or thinking. I just, you know, I like to go ahead and get a workout in. I feel like I've already accomplished something. Mm-hmm. And there's the, there's the theory from the, 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 uh, uh, the general, I believe, that said, "Make up your bed." That you know, mm-hmm. if you make up your bed, you have a, a, a victory. So look for victory. So for me, it's it's going up and getting get, getting up and getting working in. And then at that point, once that's done, I'll either go to a coffee shop or come home. Typically, I like to go to a coffee shop, and then I'll have devotion. I'll read something. I'll look at what my goals for the week that that week are, and then I'll have some think time where I'll just sit there and think for a little bit. Now, if you mind me asking about, about how long is that entire process, like two and, a half, two and a half hours, three hours? Yeah, so the workout's probably 30, 45 minutes. And then um, that whole think time, I don't know, 45 minutes. If I have more time, I'll try to try to sure. get that done as well. It kind of depends on the day. but um, And I'm not able to work out every day. There are a couple, sure. There's a, a Tuesday mornings, I don't get a chance to do that. My kids are, my youngest is driving now. So that's actually, I don't drive into school anymore, which is both good and sad. <laughs> and so now I have opportunities to work out. I don't have to necessarily take him. Um, so anyway, I, I feel like, Yes, it's about a you know it's about a ninety minute a deal, and you may say, "Well, I don't have ninety minutes." What well, you, you shrink it down, but sure. But for me, I think working out in the morning helps me versus I'm 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 
more tempted to talk myself out of a workout in the afternoon or evening versus the morning. Sure. And and when you first get to the office or the church to kind of get started, is there like like one thing you always try to do first when you first get to get settled at at work? It well, it depends on the day. And but typically I I like just to walk around and talk to people. It's kind of management by walking around. Mm -hmm. And I I think for for leaders, uh, there is something about our presence that is important. Mm -hmm. And but at the same time, I'm an introvert. So that can really exhaust me. So I try to you know, I'll go and just walk around and just, you know, whether it's get a cup of coffee or just, just kind of walk around and, and bump into people and say, hey, how you doing? What's going on? I think that's that's important. And then, um, but that's, I'm able to do that because I've already done the think time and kind of planned out. Yeah. No, that's helpful. Yeah, that, that's, that's, I mean, I'm always fascinated by that. I think one of the things that um, I, I was doing for a while, which, I, which I'm trying to integrate back into my life, uh, this was pre-baby. Um, I, I, for about three or four months, um, Tony Robbins, I went to one of his seminars when I was working with him. And my wife and I, he introduced us to this idea of priming. And, and in my opinion, priming is the exact opposite of meditation. So meditation is about experiences also that come you know, kind of thinking about nothing, feeling the body, being more physically present, which I love. When I've meditated, it's been profound for me. But priming is the idea of actually meditating on something. So the idea is, okay, what you know, bring some oxygen into your lungs, so a lot of deep breaths, and then focus on uh, three things that you're grateful for. Um, small things, put your hand over your heart and just, just and kind of experience it, visualize it, the thing that you're grateful for. Um, the, then think about three things you want to accomplish in the future. Just anything, just a dream. It could be anything. There's no, don't, don't write anything down, just enjoy the dream, experience the dream, visualize the dream, and then three things you want to get done that day. And just meditate on it. And, That's great. You know, and, and, and just think about it, and, and time for 10 minutes. So you do the whole thing over a 10 minute period. And then you get about your day. And after 10 minutes, you celebrate like crazy. So like you said, put on your favorite song and like dance around, like have a really great time. And of course, there's tons of research about what celebrating does to us. You know, obviously the endorphins it releases and all of that, the celebrating of a win. And I remember just how how much, I mean, to do everything from a place of gratitude and what it did for me mentally to be focused on, on you know, and the, and the Bible is very clear about this, by the way. So, so for those who are, you know, whether you're a believer or not, um, but you know, but I think this Philippians uh, four eight correct um, speaks about this pretty clearly too. So I think it's, it's always kind of cool to see the way science and scripture sometimes have the ability to connect well together in that way. Um, but yes, yeah, really powerful idea about how you focus your thoughts intentionally on some other great things in your world, things you want to accomplish, things in the future, and then um, what you're grateful for. Yeah, you know, maybe we put this in the show notes as well. But I gave our staff at Gwinnett Church a uh, a sheet of paper that basically allowed them to write down seven things that they were grateful for, one thing that they were praying that could not happen until 10 years from now. So you have to be praying long, like praying, what I want to pray, and it could be for your kid's spouse. It could be wow. for, I, I want to be able to pay for my grandkids' college education. Um, so what are you grateful for? What are you praying long for? And what what are you asking God's help for? And whether you're a believer or not, I think just that, process is a is another ritual mm-hmm. that so maybe we put that in the show notes uh, if, as an opportunity for you to and i have I printed these things out gave them to them and, and I, so i have a stack of them this year that i did this this past year so i'm able to flip through those and see what i was thankful for what i was praying for cool. it's, it's, it's a really cool thing to have that's really cool i mean at the end of the day i mean what i'm what i what i know to be true from from i've experienced but also from i've observed from the leaders who i respect the launchers i respect is there's something there's something about a ritual 
that not only allows you to make all the benefits from the, you know, the energy conservation and, and, you know, but there's something about the intentionality of it, of saying, I'm deciding how my, how my critical time is going to go, how my day starts, how my day ends, how my work day starts, how my work day ends. You might just have four rituals right there, but just understanding and deciding those four things alone, which could collectively only mean, you know, two hours of time, 30 minutes on each, on each of those windows. But that could be a, pro- a profound change in your day because you're able to prioritize what's most important to you. Yeah. And I think that's what's really profound about it. Um, but I, so I, said, I just wanted to really take some time to share that because I do think that as you, if you're a launcher, even the time you have for your idea and to develop that, you can, be, you can bake that into a ritual. And you can make sure that it actually happens on a consistent basis in a way that moves your idea forward faster. I mean, I, I remember when I was a kid and I was studying um, music, um, our teacher would say, focus on trying to get 45 minutes a day. Don't don't try to break 46. Don't I don't need you to do any any marathon practice sessions, but never miss a day. There's something powerful about what happens over time in the short window that you cannot replicate. And I think we all understand this instinctually as well. If I said, hey, I'm going to learn how to break dance or I'm going to learn how to cook, I wouldn't say I'm going to learn this in 10 hours in one day. But what's going to happen over ten over one hour over 10 days is going to be dramatically different over 10 hours straight, which is actually mind-boggling when you think about what that means um but that's just the way our bodies and our minds are designed we just consume information we need time to process it our subconscious we need time to to, to experience it and hopefully a ritual allows you to do that in some other area of your life and maybe the way to end it kevin is to ask everyone to reflect in what their rituals are now and what they have been in the the past and then and if you say i don't really have any rituals oh yes you do They're, they're they're there they're just look at how you spend your day consistently especially in the morning and at night and what are some rituals that you have that you want to develop so maybe the best place to start before you start adding new rituals is to reflect and try to figure out what are your existing rituals some of them probably are really, really good, and some of them may need to be deleted and then replaced with what we've been talking about here. Absolutely. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to challenge you to just to reflect on what it is, um, what you, what you want to change about that. And, and I said, if you find something you want to do, if you have a good idea or something you do in your ritual that you would love to have shared, please, if you go on Twitter, you can actually uh, share something with us at the at launch you team so that's launch you team we'd love to hear what, what's in your ritual that's working what's in your ritual you want to change um is there something you found someone else that's someone else you respect that's doing something really well that you want to share with the rest of the community we'd love to hear about it um that'll be a really awesome treat for, for us as well so as always thank you for listening to this podcast on this podcast we are focused on helping you turn good intentions into, into reality in your career your business and your life we believe that there's something powerful about launching uh, in, with your ideas that actually translate to everything you're doing in your world. Um, the skills we need, the soft skills we need are so transferable, and it means a lot to us to be a part of helping you achieve more with your ideas and with your life as well. So if you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love you to do uh, one, uh, really all of these four things. One, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, tune in. Uh, Google Play, wherever you like, enjoy your podcast. Two, we love for you to leave a rating or a review on iTunes. Well, you say, Kevin, why on iTunes? iTunes is like the mothership of podcasts, right? So, it, it, so it's like the Yelp for restaurants. If, if, if you have a good rating or review there, 
it's going to typically transfer everywhere else. And so we'd appreciate your support um, if you're enjoying the podcast by leaving a, a rating or review. Once again, give us some feedback as well. How can we improve? We talk about feedback a lot on this podcast that matters to us. We actually wouldn't be against a a constructive four-star review if you have something powerful to give us. Um, also, we would also love for you to share this with a friend. Um, there's someone who you know that needs to hear this content. We don't have to know them personally, but you do. And this is a really great way for us to help as, as fellow launchers to make sure we're holding and pulling others along with us as we kind of move forward. And last thing, show notes. We work really hard to make sure that there's a summary of every single episode on launchuniversity.com to make sure that if you are driving the car, if you are working out, if you're mowing the lawn, if you're in the carpool line, wherever you are right now, that you don't have to worry about pulling a pen and pad out when it's not safe to do so. And you can actually access this information later. So if you go to Launch University, that's YOU University, um, or just go to launchu.net. We have a nice little short abbreviation there for you, YOU.net, to get to that same website. Um, thank you, Jeff, for joining me. Absolutely, Kevin. Hey, I appreciate the time, my friend. And we will see you next time on the Launch University Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Launch University Podcast. We hope it's helped you move from go-getter to difference maker. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. For more helpful resources, visit launchuniversity.com.